was house-sitting for my grandma one weekend while she went to Florida with some of her church friends. I was sleeping in the guest bedroom next to her room. The guest bedroom always had two twin beds inside of it that my brother and I would sleep in when we had sleepovers at her house. I took the bed next to the window, but before getting into bed, I checked all the doors making sure they were locked. When I did get into bed, it was early, and I didn't actually go to sleep for a while. There wasn't much to do at my grandma's house. I was just on my phone for an hour or two, watching videos, texting people, whatever. That's when I thought I could start hearing someone's voice outside. It sounded like a woman's voice, saying hello. I left the bedroom and inched my way closer to the front door, moving slow because I was trying to listen. Hello. It was a woman's voice, just going hello like every 10 seconds. As I got closer to the front door, I realized that's where it seemed to be coming from. My grandma's door doesn't have a peephole, but the windows in her dining room gave a clear view of the front porch, so I went over to that window to attempt to get a view of who was out there. I tried peeking my head in between the plastic blinds without making it obvious, but I guess I didn't do a good job of that, because when I looked, I did see a woman on my grandma's stoop, and she was looking right at me, as if she knew I was going to be looking through those blinds. Once again, she said hello, hello, with some freakish smile on her face. This woman was older, but don't picture her as some innocent-looking, small old lady. She looked like she was maybe late 50s, early 60s, and something about her face just skeeved me out. I moved away from the window and thought maybe it was one of my grandma's friends. It was midnight, though. Why would anyone come to the door this late? And why wouldn't she knock or ring the bell? Why was she just standing out there going hello over and over? I was genuinely unsettled. I just went back to the guest bedroom and shut the door. Now with the door shut as opposed to before, I couldn't hear that woman anymore. Maybe it was that or she just decided to leave. I started texting everyone about it, my sisters, my friends, telling them how bizarre it was. But a good amount of time passed in silence and I was starting to calm down. My sisters were telling me to call grandma, but there was a 0% chance she was awake, and she barely ever even checked her cell phone anyway. Just like that, something broke the silence. A banging at the window. Not a knocking or tapping, banging. I felt that fierce pain in my chest area as my body entered that fight or flight mode. Shortly after the banging stopped, I heard that familiar voice say hello. With that boost of adrenaline, I guess I had the extra confidence to grab the blind and push it up. There I was, face to face with this horrifying older lady, with only a thin layer of glass between us. I screamed at her smiling, gross face, I'm calling the cops. I pulled the blind back down and ran back outside to the living room. I looked around the house, then ran upstairs to box myself into the upstairs guest bedroom. I didn't want to actually call the cops, I don't know why. I wanted to just wait it out. I crawled into the bed in the upstairs guest bedroom and tucked myself under the covers. A couple hours later I was still awake, and I finally only then went back downstairs to look outside each window. That freaky old lady seemed to be gone. The next morning I called my grandma and told her what happened. She started yelling into the phone, clearly panicking and distressed. She told me how a few days earlier, she was being watched in the grocery store by some woman about 10 years younger than her, who just kept smiling at her for no reason. I told her to calm down, 
I didn't entirely know whether to correlate the two or not. But when we eventually got off the phone with each other, I did have to give it a second thought. My grandma is 75, and she has lost a bit of her wits, so I do have to take some of the things she says with a grain of salt. But the way she yelled into the phone about the woman in the store really gave me the chills. And I still wonder if it could have been the same person. My name is Nicholas. I'm currently a freshman at Syracuse University, which doesn't exactly sit in the safest area. I just went through a breakup with my first girlfriend, so I started getting back into the online dating scene. I was using the app Hinge when I found some blonde girl named Stephanie who I really connected with. She also went to Syracuse. We both liked to read, go to the movies, we even had the same sense of humor. I suggested we go on a movie date, and she said she'd love to. She told me to meet her at some specific point near campus and she'd pick me up. So, around 9 o'clock, I waited on some corner of a normal neighborhood block, waiting for Stephanie. She asked me to share my location with her, and so I did. A few minutes later, I saw a car turn down the street and start approaching me. Then it stopped in front of me, and the driver rolled down the window. It wasn't Stephanie though, but some old random guy. He asked what I was doing alone out here, which was insanely weird first of all. Then I said I was waiting for someone. He asked if I was waiting for Stephanie, and I said yeah, how'd you know? He said he was Stephanie's father, and told me to hop in so he could give me a ride to her. I took a good look at him, and he looked a little old to be her father to be honest. I'm no idiot when it comes to sketchy situations, so I said in a firm voice, why didn't you tell me you'd be picking me up? He claimed he didn't trust a random guy meeting up with his daughter and wanted to meet me first. I took another good look at the man and didn't say anything. I simply started walking away in the opposite direction from where his car was facing. He started yelling hey hey, sounding surprised that I was just walking away like that, but I've heard way too many kidnapping stories to know where this could potentially go. I heard the guy's car moving and I turned to make sure he wasn't doing a U-turn to follow me. I breathed a sigh of relief when he drove straight and turned left out of sight. I continued walking down the block towards campus. I got to the corner of the block and was just about to make a turn when I noticed what I was pretty sure to be the same car the man was driving, just parked on the side of the road with the light shut off. I briefly tried looking into the window as I passed, but the glass was tinted. I tried not making it obvious that I was suspicious and continued walking. I got a text from this so-called Stephanie person saying, why didn't you get in the car with my dad? I ignored the text and continued walking. I kept looking back to see if the car would move. When I got to an intersection in the road, I turned right and then full-on booked it in the direction of campus. Surprisingly, I wasn't followed. I made it back to campus out of breath and started walking to my dorm building. I felt like I heard footsteps following me though. I thought maybe I was being paranoid, but when I heard a piece of broken glass being kicked by someone's shoe, I knew I was being tailed. I made a point of ducking down behind a van and stopping to give me time to listen for where the footsteps were coming. They were a few cars away from me. Then I remembered. I never stopped sharing my location with Stephanie, or should I say that man. I saw him. It was that old man. He was approaching from between two cars across from me. He yelled something that I didn't fully understand, but it sounded like he said, come back and I'll take you to her. 
He had to be like 60-something. There's no way he would catch me if I sprinted. I lost him easily when I ran and made it back to my dorm room. My roommate wasn't there, so I had no one to talk to about it. But when I lay in my bed, I got another text from that man, and it was shocking. It said, you're a little piece of fucking shit. You're lucky you got away. I would have strangled your ugly ass. I still have the screenshot. I replied saying thanks for the threat, it's going straight to the police, and I blocked his number. I still have the conversation saved as evidence, and I plan on going to the police with it eventually. Hopefully they are able to do something about it. When I was 18, I had a side job as a part-time janitor at my high school over the summer. I would work sometimes days and sometimes nights, anywhere from 9am to 12am, depending on how much money I needed. Oftentimes I would be left to lock up the building when the older janitors have left. This was a time before the high school had cameras installed in every single hallway. So one night, one of my superiors, Tom, had to leave early, meaning I'd be finishing up the rest of my shift alone, and I'd be locking up for the night. He told me to text him if I need anything, as he always did, and then he left. I loved it when I was left alone because usually I'd just do half an hour of work and then just hang around on my phone or leave early and still get paid for the whole shift. I definitely pushed it with the things I'd get away with at that place. One of the things Tom asked me to do before leaving was bring all the extra seats in the gymnasium from the assembly down to the basement storage room. So I figured I'd do that, then just go home. I grabbed a stack of six chairs and started carrying it down to the basement. The lights in the storage room were very dim, they kind of suck. The whole basement of that school wasn't exactly pretty. It felt more like a basement to a warehouse. Anyway, there were what appeared to be a bunch of art mannequins covered by paint cloths. You know, those big things that look like blankets. It seemed all the school's art supplies were stored down here. I dropped a stack of chairs down where the rest of the chairs were stored, then went back up to the gym to get more. When I came back down with more chairs, I noticed one of the mannequins was exposed now. The blanket was removed from on top of it. I know for sure it was covered minutes earlier because it was one of the front ones. I texted Tom saying, I think someone's down in the basement. He said back, what do you mean? And I said one of the art cloths were moved. He took a minute to respond saying no one else should be there. Then I noticed something. The art cloth, tucked in the corner of the storage room, sitting outside of the light that was produced at the center of the room. It was covering something, surely. I started to tiptoe over to it, but when I was a few feet away from it, I realized whatever was under that cloth was moving just ever so slightly. There was undoubtedly someone hiding under there. I ran back upstairs and locked the basement door. I texted Tom, saying someone is hiding under a cloth in the basement. He said call the cops, but I insisted he just come back since he only just left like 10 minutes ago. He didn't want to come back though. He told me to be a man and confront whoever was down there. So I went down to the basement again, however the cloth was now strewn flat on the floor, and whoever was hiding under there was gone. But possibly the scariest thing was yet to happen. As I stood in the storage room, there were loud metallic thumps coming from above my head. I looked up and saw indents slowly forming in the large air vent above me. Someone was crawling through the main vent, then just stopped literally above me, and then bangs. 
bangs like whoever was in there was trying to break open the floor of the air vent. I didn't know what was happening, but I was officially done with this. I ran up the stairs, locked up the school, and went home. I told Tom the partial truth the next day, that I thought I saw someone in the corner and it was gone when I went back. Then I claimed there was nothing else I could say. Thank God it was my last week there, so it wasn't my concern anymore. 